welcome back to Second Look. Today we have the opportunity to listen in as Pastor Dan Burns sits down to chat with Deanna and Adam Hoyt and Megan Rintoul about their plans to move to Birmingham, England this summer. These missionaries will be working with campus outreach, building relationships, and sharing the gospel in an area where students come from many different international backgrounds. Hello, this is Dan Burns, and I'm here with Adam and Deanna Hoyt, as well as with uh, Megan Rintoul, and uh, they're getting ready to head off overseas. So uh, first of all, why don't you all tell us where you're going and what you plan to do? Yeah, well, uh, Deanna and I, we're going, well, we're all going to Birmingham, England, Birmingham, <laughs> England. Sorry, got to work on my British accent. Um, but Is we're that going part over, of Alabama. Uh, <laughs> close, uh, same name, but uh, no, a little bit uh, across the pond. Um, we're going there with Campus Outreach. Um, Deanna and I are going to join a team that's focused on reaching Muslims with the gospel in Birmingham, and um, we're excited about joining uh, another guy over there, and hopefully another person from uh, the states heading over there in August. Yeah, and then also we'll be in Birmingham, England, and um, I'll be um, a part of helping establish um, some administrative resources for the ministry over there, as well as assisting the director, and we'll get to also be a part of ministry on campus, interacting with um, students in Birmingham and also students internationally from tons of different nations that are um, coming to the city to study and live. So Megan, tell us a little bit about your backstory. Uh, you were serving here in Memphis, and now you feel called to serve overseas. Tell us how you how you got there. Yeah, so I've been in Memphis now for about five years. Um, I attended college at Southeast Missouri State University, where I became a Christian through the ministry of campus outreach. Um, and while I was in college, learned what it looked like to walk with God, and um, attended different retreats and conferences through CO and. While I was a college student, I got the privilege to attend a cross-cultural project and spent about six weeks in Konkan, Thailand. And that was really the first time as a believer um, I got to go on any sort of type of mission, vision trip, um, and really was exposed to um, how small my view of God was um, and really saw that God not only cared for me in my specific context, but had a heart for people all over the world and the intimacy that I experienced with him, he longed for people of all nations um, to have with him. And so that really planted a seed in my heart to care for people who weren't like me that lived in places um, that um, are far off that don't have access um, to the gospel like we do here in America. And so um, really that kind of planted in me just a desire to begin praying for the nations, for unreached peoples all over the world, um, and really kept that heartbeat as I um, came on staff with Campus Outreach here in Memphis um, and just continued to um, have a desire to build disciples on the college campus for the lost world. Um, and last summer, actually, um, I had the privilege with Campus Outreach to lead a team to Zambia. Um, and while I was in Zambia last summer, the Lord um, really just expanded my vision and saw um, how much um, there was a need for not only laborers um, overseas, but experienced laborers for um, people who have had experience doing ministry on the college campus and um, just saw that 
um, teams were in need of people and, and specifically in need of um, people to work in administrative roles. And um, this really fun experience turned into God um, just stirring a desire in my heart that I really couldn't shake um, and began praying about it um, more specifically um, months after leaving there this summer and the Lord just opened up an opportunity to go to Birmingham through some conversations with Campus Outreach International and um, really saw that the Lord um, just provided an opportunity for me to go and that there really was nothing holding me back um, and staying and seeing that um, God's heart for the nations um, was clear and um, that he had given me gifts and abilities um, to go and take that um, over to Birmingham. And along with that, I think just saw, um, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure, just how the nations are there in Birmingham and that there's the ability to um, reach people with the gospel um, that will go back to countries and homes in places that I as a white American could never have access to um, and really just saw that um, the opportunity was great and um, kind of simply why not <laughs> so yeah well, I have a very important question to ask you mm -hmm. Thailand Zambia and the UK <laughs> who's got the best food <laughs> wow that's a pretty hard distinction I will say I got to visit England this past um, fall and had some pretty great Indian food while I was there. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that British food itself is maybe not the best, um, but I have to be a little partial to Thailand. I got some really good food while I was there. You but. mentioned Indian food. Uh, Adam, <laughs> I was going to ask you, your path to England was probably the most indirect of all of you guys. Uh, India, Memphis, and now UK. Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get this call? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, God, I guess, is where I go back to, um, just directing my steps and my path. Yeah, I was in India for about three years, and uh, COVID uh, closed a lot of doors, and so that brought me home. And the reason I came to Memphis is because of my beautiful wife. Um, Lord brought us together. Um, and so I moved down here, um, got married uh, about a year and a half ago, had a little girl. And so we've been in Memphis just knocking on doors, trying to actually go back to, to India was, was the hope at first. Um, but those go doors got closed. Um, and so um, in India, my heart and my passion was just to get the gospel to, to unreached people and to hopefully um, bring the church there um, so that they'd have community there where they can grow and learn about Jesus. Um, and so that's what we wanted to do there with unreached. And so now the opportunity in, in Birmingham is, is not as unique as it used to be, but has a great uh, opportunity there to... Um, engage the nations. Um, we're just hearing stories of people from Iran and Iraq and UAE and all these places um, coming there to Birmingham to get educated, but then they're getting engaged with the gospel and, and believing in Jesus and getting, and getting baptized. And um, just hearing about what God is doing there already um, has excited our heart to join him in that, in that work. And the fact that we can do it in English is awesome. Learning those languages is tough. Um, and so I'm, we're excited about being able to do it there um just where we're at as a family i think it fits really well and just uh working with campus outreach uh, on the campus is just a great opportunity where people are, are ready to hear um, new things about spirituality so many muslims are kind of being disillusioned with with islam in some ways and so um, as they come to england exploring you know what is christianity 
Um, we just get to be there, point them to Jesus, point them to a great church who's already reaching them with the gospel. And um, yeah, so that's what's brought us there. Just a, a passion for, for their own reach for me. And then my wife, who's done campus outreach for 10 years, bringing those two together just feels like it, 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 kindly, it finally fits um, together with where we've both been coming from, our gifts, our experiences. And so we're just excited to join God and what he's doing there. Well, thanks. That's great. So, Deanna, if I count correctly, I think you're the senior campus outreach staff out of these three, and you are heading over, heading overseas. You are heading overseas as a single person uh, with lots of ministry experience, and now you're married. You have a child. Uh, how do you envision ministry being the same or being different now in your new family setting and in your new international setting? Sure, sure. Uh, thanks, Dan. I think that saying I'm a senior campus outreach person means I'm the old person, but that's okay. Um, I'll just say during my time on staff, um, it's just been evident that God has clearly led me faithfully um, each step. And so he, as I became a Christian, a resolve he gave me in my heart was that I'm going to follow him with all of my heart and I'm going to follow him with open hands. And that has led me to unique places and positions and opportunities um, from Murray, Kentucky to Memphis to heading to Zambia before COVID um, and now to Birmingham. And I think in each opportunity that he led me into, he has just pressed on my heart to um, be a learner and an engager, a learner um, as, as a Christ follower, a learner of the people he puts me around um, and just engaging in the ministry of reconciliation that he's called us to. And so while so much of my life has changed um, with marriage and a baby, um, I feel like the resolve that he gave me um, back at Southeast Missouri State University. How do you envision life in Birmingham, England? Uh, you've, you've talked about students from all over the, all over the world, really. Uh, what draws people there? Where are they from and what draws them to England? Um, yeah, I think... What's been really interesting to learn about is um, is the diversity of the place. So, like I said, I got to actually it worked out. I went on vacation um, to England this past fall and had the opportunity to go to Birmingham just for about 24 hours. And it really was amazing to, to sit in a restaurant and look at all of the tables around me. And every single table was seated with people from a different nationality, um, a different ethnic background, speaking different languages. And I, I was really just, I, I think it caused me to ask that same question too, is why, why are these people here? Um, in the sense of even being in a place like London, um, there's a lot of diversity there, but obviously being far more um, tourist based, um, a lot of those people are visiting, whereas Birmingham, um, is, is known as the second city. So it's the second largest city in the UK. Um, and it's kind of the, people like to say the ugly stepsister um, to London. Um, but I think that's because it's so industrial. So, um, I mean, a number of different um, car plants are there. Um, the Cadbury Chocolate Factory is there. Actually, I just found that out. But What a coincidence. <laughs> I know. You guys it never knew that, did you? happens to be the <laughs> number one draw. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, so number one, just the amount of jobs, as well as um, we're on three campuses in the city of Birmingham, but there's about five um, different universities there um, with 100,000 college students in the city alone. And so I think just 
the the access, the ease it is to get to um, the UK from different parts and the ability to um, study as well as have opportunity to work um, in different industries, both in the city of Birmingham and, and other parts of the UK, I think um, is just a large draw and, and makes it um, a melting pot for different types of people. Um, but I don't know if you all have any other thoughts. Well, to as you all yeah. think about, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, it's my, my time in India and even in, in Zambia, um, you just see United States and the UK as, as a destination and they see the West as obviously wealthy and so there's opportunities to work but even education wise they value education just from india like that's the highest thing that they families sacrifice so much so that they can get their kids education if they can go to england or they can go to the united states it's it's just another higher notch for them um and their status and their honor for themselves their whole family and so if they get the opportunity to go to england i think just to get educated most of the people I've met in India would, would give all that they had just to be able to go there and say that they've been to England, they were educated there, and even if they come back to India or they get to, they get to stay there, it's just a huge um, honor for their whole family, but then obviously for wealth as well. But when you all think about engaging students and ministering to students, how do you think it, it's different when they're largely international students? Does that change the nature of student ministry, or do you find that maybe you'd expect that to be very similar? Yeah, I think... As I think about ministry in the UK, I think what will remain the same is that all of the college students are made in the image of God and have eternities written on their heart. Um, And I think the same will be true that they're just like college students here, that they are, as Adam already said earlier, they're seeking, they're searching for truth and for life. Um, They're more open, they're available, and they're looking for spiritual direction and formation in some way, shape, or form. And I think that will be very similar to what we experience here on U.S. campuses. Yeah, I, I agree with Dee. I think the more I've thought about it um, in interacting with college students um, and honestly people everywhere, we all have a longing for purpose and for love and um, know ultimately that can be met in the person of Jesus. And so that's that's not different from anyone. But I think the the differences really will be is if you know you're in the United States and you're interacting with with students here and and we'll just take for a second that if we're not interacting with the international students that are here you know on on the campus um, we're we're really kind of contextualizing to one similar type of student and and the same is true if I were to um, you know, like Adam live in India well you're you're really contextualizing ministry to Indian college students. Um, but the the really interesting thing I think about Birmingham and and about um, one of our schools, the University of Birmingham, there's a 150 different nations represented in the student population. And when I hear that, it, it feels almost overwhelming because that's contextualizing ministry to 150 different types of people groups. And so I think that is probably going to be one of the biggest differences when it comes to going and doing ministry over there it's the the heart condition is the same but um the way that we reach students there's not a in america we kind of have a a ministry strategy of this is how we evangelize a college student this is the process of evangelism that we walk them through and this is then what discipleship is going to look like and um, i think when it comes to the uk and specifically 
um, in Birmingham, it, it, it will just be different. Um, there's not going to be this one, you know, bullseye of this is how we share the gospel with this, all of these college students at this one campus. Um, but rather it's going to take a lot, just more time and, um, just a lot of deep relationship with people and getting to know them and, and meet them really where they're at and setting aside kind of our own preferences and our own ideas of what ministry looks like, um, to, to enter into their world. Okay. I have a pop quiz for you. Have you ever attended a mosque? I have. Yeah. I've not. I've not. Okay. So here's the scenario. Uh, you're working with a student. You invite him to come to church with you. Uh, and in response, they say, I'd love to go. Would you come to the mosque with me? How would you respond? Would you go to the mosque? And would you be nervous? Yeah, I mean, I could respond. I, I, would, I would go to the mosque with them. I think it's a, a way to, to show that you care about them and their, their culture, their family, um, just even meeting their friends. I think it's a good way to, to show that you're willing to listen and learn from them, even as we talked about, you know, interacting with so many different cultures. And we're going to have to be learners, and we're going to have to be listeners and, and grow and adapt. And I think going to the mosque, um, at least the ones I've been to, are very uh, welcoming, very inviting. Um, and so I think it's a good way, a great way, uh, to see what they do, to see what they value, to see how they, they worship Allah. And uh, to, you know, be able to speak even into that. Well, we do this differently, you know. Would, would you come, you know, going, to, like you said, inviting them to church, you might as well be able to st- take the same step and go to their place of worship and uh, be able to kind of share that with them. Does that make you nervous, Deanna, if he's going to the mosque? I don't think it makes me nervous. I think it definitely is part of life and ministry. It's, yeah, as he said, just learning and engaging them in, in real relationship, I think, um, as Megan was alluding to, a challenge could be is that we just make blanket statements. Oh, they're a Muslim, and this is what that means for them. But as we really get to know them and walk through life with them, whether that means going to a mosque or um, going to meet their family or whatever it might be, I think really knowing the individual will will be essential to our ministry there. And so I think if going to the mosque is a part of that, it doesn't make me nervous. I think it's a good step in just hoping that they know Christ. Well, great. Uh, let me change gears just a little bit. Uh, tell us about the people you'll be working with as far as a team. I understand there's already some folks there on the ground. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about them, who you'll be working with, and what you think those team dynamics might be like? Yeah, so um, we have around 15 staff that are over in Birmingham. So, like I said, we're on three different campuses. And so um, and so there's about three campus teams Adam and Deanna will be a part of kind of starting that fourth campus team um, there to reach um, Muslim students. But uh, our director, his name is Andrew Harris, and he and his wife come from the Augusta region of Campus Outreach um, originally and helped also previously um, start the ministry with CO in the Philippines and then have moved to Birmingham. They moved there around the end of 2018 and then kind of the next batch of staff joined them right at um, the end of 2019. Um, and so they've been there through the pandemic and kind of have had an inner flow of different staff over the past few years um, just because of COVID and people that were supposed to go, people that didn't get to go, things like that. And so right now we're kind of in a transitional period with a lot of staff, but 
kind of like we said, um, they've really come to realize that um, because there's not that one blanket way to do ministry, um, they're working towards kind of building out having mainly long-term staff um, over there in Birmingham, not just people who are committing to um, one to two years, but um, really that are in it for the long haul, um, desiring to see um, ministry move forward. And so um, they've kind of started to build out a structure of having different team leaders at the campuses, having a director, and now um, I'll get to also be a part of building out a resource team of sorts as well to kind of be the tracks for the ministry to run on. But um, yeah, so that's really what it looks like. We kind of have a large team, which um, in some ways even replicates um, what Deanna and I have been used to here in Memphis, um, getting to, you know, have have directors and work on multiple campuses in the same city like Memphis and Rhodes. Um, And so I think It'll, it'll just be interesting to get to work alongside staff who come from different backgrounds, some even from some from campus outreach, some from student mobilization, from other ministry backgrounds even. And so I think um, there's a definitely a diverse group of um, people that are there, but I think it's encouraging to see that we're all kind of going with that same vision in mind. Um, and so excited to link arms with the people who who are there and have been there for a number of years and also some some newcomers along with us um but yeah and a part of the campus team that adam and i will be working with the muslim focus team there's already one staff on the ground there and he's been there since august and when we join him we'll kind of just be starting a pioneering work of um on one or two campuses just learning about the culture there and how to reach Muslim students. So it will be a lot of learning, a lot of trying, a lot of failing. We're hoping to continue to learn from leaders such as Max Stiles and others who um, just have been doing this type of ministry for a long time. And we're just hopeful to be on the ground there and to engage the students, even as we're trying to figure out exactly what ministry looks like. So at second, we're a hub church for campus outreach. What, what tell, can you tell us about the church in Birmingham? What, what's the hub church like? Or the is there one church or several churches? Yeah, there's there's several churches. I understand. Um, we're going to be partnering with a it's a pretty small church um, called Hope Church. Um, but yeah, the the pastor that I, I believe it was um, maybe five or six years ago kind of revitalized this church, but it's in a Muslim uh, dominant area, um, surrounded by a lot of Muslim families and people like that. Um, but they've already been doing a lot of work um, and have baptized three Muslims in the ba- past, I think, six months. Um, so they have really designed their church to to engage um, the Muslims around them. So we're we're excited. Um, haven't met the pastor, but we're excited to to learn from him and what they're doing, what they've been doing, how they love the community. Um, we know it's pretty small. I say like seventy people. Um, so yeah, it'll be a well, I'm sure we'll be much more involved and engaged and doing all kinds of things for the service and for the church. Um, that's all I really know about it. Yeah, I'll be at, um, so, uh, how, again, three different campuses. We actually have three churches that partner with each campus, again, to kind of contextualize um you know, the, the demographics of students that we're reaching on the campus um, to the area that the church is in. And so... Um, I'll be with City Church, um, which is one of our church partners, and then we have one more church, the Gate Church, that's there. And um, all three of these churches are part of a 
church planting network over in um, Birmingham that started um, in the early 2000s, kind of with the idea in mind of um, how it's been explained to me is um, if you got the Presbyterians and the Baptists and the Methodists all together in the States and they kind of all said, you know, if we don't put aside some of our secondary issues and, and work together, we're going to become unreached. And so there was a statistic back in the early 2000s that um, England had the potential to be unreached by um, 2050s, 2060s. And so they kind of started this network in trying to plant 20 churches over 10 years. And um, 2020 Birmingham is is the initiative. And um, they've just planted, I think, around their 22nd or 23rd church. And so um, the Lord has been doing a, a work. And so, yeah, so I, I think it'll be a very big jump from going from a church like Second Press to um, I think even my church is a, a little bigger than um, Adam and Dee's, but only by, um, I think they maybe have one to 200 members. And so um, it'll be a jump to, to move from a very established church like Second Pres and the resources they have. But I think excited to get to experience what it's like to be a part of a church plant in a city that's um, really is a heart to reach the demographic around them. Well, when you talk about people going overseas, they always have to learn a new language. How do you feel about uh, having to learn to speak with a British accent? I mean, lifts and lorry and chap, uh, driving on the left side of the road. I mean, is that kind of overwhelming? A little bit. You know, we've been practicing with our daughter because she's pretty, uh, she laughs at whatever we say. So, you know, um, we're excited about her being able to say, hello, mom, go to the garden, have some tomatoes, that sort of thing. But, uh Got a ways to go, for sure. Well, as you all prepare to go to the field, what are some key ways we can pray for you? Um, I think for me, um, just in the the season of, and I'm sure Adam and Dee similarly, um, just in the season of, I think, leaving and going um, is, is bittersweet um, in the sense of there's really no reason I'm leaving except that God's calling me. There's nothing bad that I'm running away from here in Memphis or with my job or my church. And so I think um, God has been so kind to give me um, such a sweet community um, and church family here in Memphis. And so I think just that the Lord would be present with me as I um, am gearing up to leave just friends and family that I love dearly and um, count the cost of that and um, kind of go through all of those emotions that come with it and selling my car and a lot of my possessions to move. Um, I think just um, that I would keep in the forefront of my mind that um, Jesus is is worthy and um, worth the cost of um, my life. And so um, I think that's probably the big one, as well as um, all three of us are raising our own um, financial support to be able to go. And so just that um, I think all of us are looking to leave um, sometime between um, end of July, beginning of August. And so that the Lord would provide funds by, um, I'm praying by the beginning of June, so that um, can really use the summer to prepare and go and, and be there um, before the beginning of August. So that's that's mine. Yeah, and I think for us, um, kind of along with what Megan was sharing, it's just a busy season. It's We're excited to be a part of the World Missions Conference, and we're pedal to the metal with raising support. And, you know, there's a lot of sadness and grief about moving and saying goodbye. And I think 
all of that is a part of it, but we just want to stay close to the Lord. We want, we don't want to look up and we, oh, we've made it to Birmingham and we are toast. And so just that we would all walk closely with Christ and be sustained by him, filled up with him, even as we are in a busy season of, of doing a lot of good things to get to our destination. We, we want that to be um, what marks this season. And I think secondly for us, um, just praying for the the works that God is going to walk us into. I think the more I learn uh, about Muslim ministry, the more I see the necessity of prayer. That if if we're mm-hmm. going to do any kind of work there, if God is going to use us as His vessels, mm-hmm. we must be praying. We are desperate and dependent upon Him. And so I think we would love for you guys just to already be praying that the moment we land there mm-hmm. with our family, um, that God would have already prepared works for us to walk into, whether that's Muslim neighbors or key relationships on the campus, um, just that he'd prepare that for us and that we would be aware to walk into them. Yeah, that's great. Um, echo, echo those. I think I just add, um, yeah, just preparing, uh, for ministry over there. I think as you call, um, I think anyone, but Muslims specifically have a lot of barriers to overcome, uh, socially and even within the government of, of what they're giving up when they come to Christ. And, uh, just to be able to live our lives worthy of the gospel and to display the worth of Christ, um, to just pick up our cross daily and follow him. And if we're going to ask and call others to give up everything for Christ, hopefully we're doing the same thing in our lives as we display him to them. And that's a that's a hard call uh, for, for all of us to do. And so uh, we definitely need the spirit to guide us and give us strength. Um, and so we're, we're excited, yeah, like Dee said, too, just to... Preparing the harvest. We know that he's working around the world. We, you know, talk to other laborers, and God is just doing a work uh, in Muslim hearts and in Birmingham, and we're excited to, to join him. Adam and Deanna and Megan, it is a privilege to partner with you, and please know that we as a church family will be praying for you, and we're excited to watch what God's going to do as you guys pioneer uh, from Second's perspective uh, this new venture. It's been great to be with you today. Thanks, Thanks Dan. Thanks. Thanks.